Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 10. This is the living word of God. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. Amen. Well, this is the seventh time that we'll be looking briefly at a phrase in the Apostles' Creed before we come to the table of the Lord, before we uh, say the Apostles' Creed together and come to the table of the Lord. And so far we've covered, um, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate. So this morning, we're looking basically at three words, very briefly. Uh, he was crucified, dead, and buried. This is about the work of our precious Redeemer. And so there are three words, three short words relatively, but they have much meaning and importance to us, far beyond a, a brief meditation. But first of all, crucified. I believe each day, I was convicted very, uh, as a young Christian that uh, there should not be a day, ever a day in my life, by the grace of God, that I would not praise God for what he went through for me. And I think there are very few. So each day and each week, we should, in some way, remember, especially as we come to the table of the Lord, and as we're here uh, on the Lord's Day, uh, we should remember his sacrifice for us, that he sacrificed for his own. He died for his own. He was crucified for his own. And that our Lord Jesus went through the most humiliating and the most agonizing torture that the Romans or anyone could conceive of. We cannot conceive of it, but he went through that death for us. Crucifixion uh, actually was for slaves. It was for, it, was a vile, it was for vile criminals. It was the most humiliating thing you could go through at that time. Certainly uh, one of the most physically horrible things you could go through. In Galatians 3, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And that's from Deuteronomy. He was lifted up for our salvation like the bronze serpent in the wilderness that was held up. And those who uh, looked at that serpent by faith were healed. Uh, and as he healed those people who looked upon uh, that serpent, so he heals and delivers us who look to the cross by faith. And we know what happened there. And we know that he paid there for our transgressions of his law. In 1 Corinthians 1, Paul said this, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. I mean, the Jews 
to the Jews, it was certainly a stumbling block. How could he be the Messiah? He just died on the cross in the way criminals do. In fact, they mocked him. So to them, it was foolishness. Or it was a stumbling block to them. They thought the Messiah would come a certain way. It can't be this way. They couldn't conceive of that. And then to the Greeks, it's utter foolishness. To the Greek, and it still is. Utter foolishness. He's your God. He died on a cross like that. You worship him. But blood had to be shed for the remission of sins. In Hebrews 9, it says, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. There is no remission of sin. And earlier in Hebrews 9, it says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living and true God? Indeed, how much more shall the blood of Christ cleanse us? Isaiah 53, as we read, it said, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And in the Old Covenant, the lamb of the Passover, of course, had to be killed, so his blood uh, and his blood shed, its blood shed. And of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, Paul said in Colossians, In him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins. So his blood shed on the cross was for our forgiveness. So secondly, the word dead, he died. He, it says he was dead. It's also very important for us to remember that our Lord, as a true man, as a true human, he had a human body, actually died. He had to die and shed his blood in order to pay the just penalty for our sin and our breaking of his law. So he didn't swoon and wake up later. His physical body expired. And no greater love can we know than this. And he laid down his life for us. He died for us. In Isaiah 53, again, it says, For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. And Jesus said in uh, Revelation chapter 1, I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. His death was the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And then the third word, buried, as further proof of his death. And he was entombed, of course, in the sepulcher of a rich man, Joseph of Arimathea, uh, just as it was prophesied. And he was sealed in that grave. He was dead, and he was entombed. In Isaiah 53, and it says, they, they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. So his crucifixion and his death and his burial are very important for Christians to remember and to declare that we believe, as we will do this morning together. Johannes Voss, in his commentary on the larger catechism, he, he stated it this way, The death of Jesus Christ is the center of the Bible, the focal point of the world's history, the central fact in the gospel message, and the foundation for our hope of eternal life. So, as we say the Apostles' Creed together this morning, brothers and sisters, and then come to the table of the Lord, we are declaring that we believe that Jesus Christ was crucified, that he died, and that he was buried, and all to redeem his own. So brothers and sisters, let's declare what we believe together. It's in your bulletin. It should be on the... Um, let's declare what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do praise you for sending your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we praise you for living among us as you did, Lord Jesus, and for suffering for us in such a way, for dying for us. And Father and Son, we praise you for sending the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and enable us to live for you. We worship you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we thank you for this weekly reminder now of your sacrifice and of your victory over death and sin. And we, in the name of Jesus, the Lamb of God, slain for us, we do pray. Amen.